Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discovery Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about duplicating our path with discovering it method. Uh, Jody, uh, you ready to hand o- be handed over the uh, mic? Yep, I'm ready. Yeah, Jody, what I want to ask you, uh, you did a presentation December 8th of 2020 on duplicating our past. Um, uh, could you explain a little bit in where it comes from in your perception of reality? Sure, Paul. So it stands for our internal thoughts. So it's really all the different thoughts that go through our mind as we're going through the day, um, all the conscious decisions you make, and even it plays a part in your subconscious decisions. So if you think of your brain as recording everything that's happened in your entire life, it, it kind of uses that pattern to reduplicate and make you have the same feelings, the same actions, and things like that to just keep you safe, to do what it's always known and felt comfortable to do. And that's the, like, that's the big gist of our internal thought. Thanks, Paul. Very good, uh, Jody. Um, another question. Why do we constantly repeat our behavior with it as our enemy? So... A couple things is it, it's just like if you've ever um, driven to work for a long period of time and then for some reason you have to go to a similar similar location that's close to that same place, you may catch yourself accidentally turning as if you'd normally go to work. Um, it's just kind of a built-in, we use this past program conditioning, and it, it programs us to do what it's always done. So when we're not consciously being able to decide what our it's going to do, it's just going to replay the same program and do what's comfortable. Um, so that goes back to different habits. Um, it goes back to, like, the different things that we like, uh, whether it's foods, um, favorite colors, things like that. It's, it's always going to try to repeat those same patterns. And until we can really catch that and intercept it, you know, it's just going to keep doing it without us knowing. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Um, like I always say, the uh, the it is like a video camcorder. From birth until the present time, it's recording everything, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whether we are conscious or unconscious. And uh, that is uh, one of the reasons why we constantly repeat our behavior over, over, and over until we use the discover it method. And uh, go ahead and explain the discover it method, identify, confront, and be proactive, Judy. So the identify, confront, and be proactive um, is kind of that way that I talked about a little bit to intercept that past program conditioning. Um, and the first thing is you have to recognize that you're doing it. You have to identify it. Um, if you don't know that you're 
doing the same things over and over and doing the same patterns or drawing the same type of people into your life, you're not going to be able to do anything about it. It's just going to happen without you knowing. The next one is to confront it. Uh, so sometimes our brain has a self-defense mechanism, uh, one's called cognitive dissonance, where if it hears something that's so far off from what it knows to be true based on the patterns of the past, it's going to just try to do something to block that out. Uh, it could do. It could be anything. It could be an actual physical response that your body has, um, or it could be just like where you'll convince other people that, no, that's not true, or I'm different, or things like that. And without being able to confront what we want to change or confront the things that are actually bothering us or causing problems in our life, we're not going to be able to do anything about it. And the third one is being proactive. Um, there's lots of times where people do all this different work. They identify that they have this problem. Um, they confront it. They say, yes, I want to change. And then they never do anything about it. They they try all these things, and they're like, well, I tried to quit doing that habit, and it just it just happened again. It just keeps doing that. And people are just baffled. They don't know why we just keep doing the same pattern. And it all comes back to that internal thought, that past program conditioning. So being proactive takes a lot of diligence because you're, it's going to continuously fight against what you're trying to change because it doesn't like change. So you, you'll have to have a heightened sense of awareness on your you know, day-to-day actions and things that you're doing, things that you're thinking. Um, a, a big one you might hear is it typically happens with people with low self-esteem where they'll say these negative I statements where they're like, well, I'm not good enough, or I'm not smart, or I always screw things up, things like that. The more and more they say those things, the more and more they're not being proactive to be able to change what they want to change. So that's where that awareness is key to making this change. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Jody. Really appreciate you uh, uh, answering these three questions. questions. Let's go to Ray. Ray, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. You know, in the beginning of your you getting on the journey of self-discovery uh, approximately 10, 10 and a half years ago, what was a couple of things that obstacles or otherwise that you had to really uh, work on in order to overcome them? Um, one of the big obstacles I had was uh, having a criminal record that I had to overcome mentally and as well as on paper in order to get a decent job. I thought at one point I would never be able to get a substantial job or career um, to be able to take care of myself and my kids um, because I had that, that on my record. And it, uh, it also had been less than 10 years. <clears throat> so since then, um, it's it's been about 17 years now, and I have gotten all my rights restored, um, even the right to bear arms. I've got my concealed carry permit, and that is mostly a thing of the past. Most jobs don't even ask beyond 10 years. They ask if you've 
got into you know got any record within the past ten years. So it's, it's just about non-existent in terms of its effect on my life at this point. So that's a big thing that weighed on me mentally and emotionally, and uh, and uh, in a tangible way, and it does have it has no effect on my life at this point. Um, there's also a lot of things emotionally and mentally from my childhood that just it had a a heavy effect on how I dealt with people or avoided dealing with people, um, self-esteem, things like that, that I have made uh, a lot of progress working through those areas and have experienced a significant change in those areas and uh, in, in my life. Um, financially as well, um, to be able to understand and to adapt the idea of saving money and the power of capital and, uh, you know, the things that you can do with capital to position yourself in a a position of advantage. Um, You know, even simply being able to use capital to make money. There's many ways that you can use just having the capital available to, you know, set yourself up for an opportunity that if you don't have the capital available, those same opportunities are just not available to you. And uh, this is in in addition to the the idea of having savings, uh, a safety net of at least six months available to you so that you don't have to be in, be in such a state of survival because that affects how you function how, and how you how you move and the decisions that you make. If you're, you know, think of the state that most people are in, you know, a large percentage of the population where even if they're not conscious or aware, they, they somewhere deep down inside understand that their job and their next paycheck is the only thing keeping them in somewhat of a, a sense of stability. So people have their home or, you know, paying rent. They've got their paying a car note and then uh, food. Uh, you know, never mind your uh, utilities, things like that. But the basic necessities are being held up by your next paycheck, most people. And, you know, without looking too deeply into that, it's hard to really grasp the state of mind that that puts you in versus somebody who knows six months to a year they wouldn't have to worry about those basic necessities and that is not dependent upon a job or one source of income. When you've got multiple sources of income, when you have months of capital saved, that, that can meet any of those basic needs that you have, it puts you in a totally different mindset to not accept uh, anything less than what you feel you're, you're worth. Um, you know, that's the mindset that I've had in my job for a long time. I, I, I go to work because I like the company. I take pride in what I do, but not because I feel that I need them to survive. 
I can go quite some time without them. It would do just fine. And I actually had done that in the past where I'd gotten laid off. And the months went by where I still sat around and enjoyed myself as if I didn't have a worry in the world. That's because I didn't. I knew that I had plenty of time before I really had to worry or before it would become an emergency to find another source of income. So I gradually found a few different places to bartend at because I had experience doing that. And I was uh, matching what I was making at my job. So there was never a moment of uh, panic or worry. And those things can cause people to make irrational impulse decisions. So uh, imagine being in that state of mind mind, or, or, you know, 24-7. And like I said, that, that could affect 20, 30, 40% of a person's choices, state of, you know, uh, mental state, their emotional state, without them even knowing. So they're not even aware that uh, the way that they conduct themselves and the choices that they make is due to the fact that all of their survival is dependent on their next couple of paychecks. And, and most people are, they've been in that state all their life, so they don't, they don't really even uh, know any other way. They're, and that's, uh, it's unfortunate, but I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to grasp that concept and make it a part of my life. Um, and so these things also keep me pushing, keep me uh, striving for more, because I know that those things have come and gone as a, a, a big obstacle in my life that now they're in the rearview mirror. The things that I don't think about every day, um, that concept of saving and having a safety net is, is just, that's a part of who I am. For many years, I've conducted myself that way and been able to maintain that sort of relationship with money. That's not something that I struggle to maintain or that I have to really work on every day. I know a lot of people, it's hard to save money especially to get to an extent where you've got six months of your, you know, basic necessities covered. But it's not something that I have to work towards anymore and I have to apply, you know, self-discipline. It's something that's just a part of who I am and how I conduct myself. So um, those are the three things that I I always come back to as major obstacles in my life that I've overcome. And uh, it just shows that the Discover It method works to confront, uh, identify, confront, and be proactive, these these uh, systems work. And it's just a matter of consistency, you know, diligence. Keep To keep on working a system that you know has proof of success until you realize that success. And once you do, it makes it easier to continue on because you know that it, you know that it works. So that's my experience. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, uh, Ray. One more question. Uh, Did you, in your wildest imagination back then, ever think you could overcome the challenges that you were going through and you were faced with at at that time? No, it was, at that time, was only a hope and a dream or a wish. You know, it was... Uh, one of those things that, like many of us, we have these hopes to do things, to one day accomplish things, or to have things, or to even be someone that deep down inside we don't truly believe it, it will ever be possible. 
we hope, we would like, we hold on to that. Some some of us, that's the only thing keeping us going is just the hope that maybe one day it would somehow materialize. But deep down inside, there's no there's no conviction that that is uh, is in progress. That we're that we're moving towards those goals, or that it would ever truly happen. We just we we somewhere deep down, we just hope that it, it could. And uh, part of that is is because most of us don't realize the or we don't take account of the the work that is actually required and a lot of the suffering that you might have to face and go through and overcome in order to realize those those goals. And most people, if they do realize it, they're, they're not really, if they're honest with themselves, they're not willing to put forth that sort of effort in order to actually obtain it. They just hope somewhere deep down inside that it could somehow happen. And uh, that's where I was at that time, you know, uh, this feeling that I deserved certain things. You know, somewhere deep down I thought I was special. I thought that, you know, uh, there was something out there for me and that, I, you know, some part of me thought it would be nice or it would only be right uh, if it had somehow found its way to me. But in reality, uh, at that time, I had no idea um, the work that it would take, and I had no idea that I would find that path and and be able to work a system towards those objectives and, and goals. Uh, especially that you know we talk about and we've talked about many times in the past the, the different levels of consciousness, the different states of the mind, the different. Um, What's the word? I think it starts with a P. But it's these different levels, phases, uh, states of consciousness that you can't truly grasp the gravity of it or the weight of it until you get it, until you, um, until you get there. You can talk about it. You can imagine it. But once you enter into that new state of mind, paradigm is the word that I was looking for. Once you enter into that new paradigm, it's something that you you can never fully recognize or grasp or imagine until you get there. And having gone through several several of those phases in my life, looking back, I can say that there was no way I could have fathomed where I'm at now then. And that's because I I haven't even gone through just one paradigm shift. So that would be trying to fathom the next or the adjacent state of consciousness to where I was 10 years ago. But I've gone through several of those. So my state of mind is so far removed from where I was then that I don't think I could have in any way possibly imagine where I'm at today back then. Uh, Ray, what is a couple words of wisdom that you can give our audience to uh, show them if I can do it, you can do it uh, theory? Um, I think that like many people, I was set up to, to fail completely. I have uh, I have zero 
uh, structure or training as a child for success. Um, I grew up in a home where my father was in and out, mostly out. My mother was on, on drugs. There was no structure or guidance whatsoever. And the guidance or the structure that was there was extremely toxic and counterproductive. So I think that's most, most people's um, hang-up is that they weren't taught these things. Or even worse, they grew up in an environment that actually complicated things where, you know, some of us might wish that even if we had no influence at all, we would be better off than the negative influence that we experienced. But I'm here to tell you that I'm one who has come from that place. If I can do it, that's proof that you can undo a lot of that negative influence and restructure the mind, restructure what is normal for you. But I'm also here to say that it is not easy whatsoever. So to be mindful that in order to grow and to change, you're going to go through some, excuse my French, you're going to go through some shit. But I've always, you know, something that I kept at the forefront of my mind is that, and Paul has taught me this, is, is that even no choice is a choice. So in reality, I think we hold on to, again, that hope that there is some way that's going to come along and find us that doesn't require so much work, that doesn't feel like shit, and that's going to save us from the shit that we already feel. Well, in reality, and from my own experience, it just doesn't exist. There is no way that's going to come along and find you to where you say, finally, you know, my white horse has arrived to rescue me. I always knew there was something out there that could turn things around. I knew I, I didn't deserve these, these things that happened to me, and I knew that something was going to come along and make it all right. And if it does, I guarantee you uh, it's temporary. So, for example, someone could win the lottery and say, I knew it. I knew something would come along and change my uh, circumstances change the, the course of my horrible past. And statistics show that most people win the lottery end up in a worse condition than it was before because it's just it's just agitated a problem and even worse, it convinced the person that the problem was not there any longer. So now the person goes on where they might have might have been somewhat aware of their conditions, knew that maybe they should do something about it the lottery comes along and now they think that, you know, all that's in the past. They don't got to worry about that stuff no more because this thing that they, this white horse they had hoped for has finally arrived. Well, that's probably the worst thing that could happen to those people because now they just completely shut the mind off from looking at those very real problems. They They do not go away with any amount of money. They don't go away with any sort of relationship. They don't go away. There's literally nothing that can go within inside of ourselves and sort out the dysfunctions that most of us carry on from from our childhood. And so with that being said, you have the choice to deal with the shit you're in 
and by deal with, I mean just accept it and just tolerate it and live with it, or deal with the shit that it's going to take to change it. There is no other option. And that's the unfortunate part, I think, about most people's lives is that they, they're holding on to somewhere inside that third option that maybe something will come along that won't be so difficult to face and will save them from the, the conditions that it's so difficult to deal with. But I'm here to tell you that it just doesn't exist. And the longer you hold on to that, the longer you avoid doing the one thing, even though it's difficult and even though it may feel like complete crap a lot of times, the one thing that can make it any different is your effort, is your identifying or confronting, identifying, and being proactive. That's the only thing. And so I've made up my mind a long time ago and many times again to pick that, to take that path. The one that sucks, the one that can be frustrating, the one that can feel like no matter what you do, it, it, it's not helping, nothing is getting better. I would rather do that until I die. I, I can die at 100 years old having attempted this thing over and over and never succeeding. And I would prefer that over just throwing my hands up and accepting the shitty card, the shitty hand that I was dead. And so that's the choice that I've made versus making no, no choice versus hoping that something's going to come along and save me. And I just, I say that, I share that because I like to be honest that this, this path isn't easy. It's not always fun. But if you if you really take inventory, you'll you'll learn through your own experience that it's the only option that can get you any measurable amount of progress. And I'm proof that you can go from not only being uh, undernourished, or you know, it's like a seed without fertilizer but even worse to be a plant grown in soil that's, that's not even, uh, you know, it, it's not healthy for the plant. It, it's being introduced to all sorts of toxins and pesticides and things like that and, and still is able to push through and, and to blossom and essentially just to make progress because uh, that's something I've had to accept too. I, I I may never be the person who grew up with, you know, in a healthy home, was shown all this love and, and, and stability, but I can make progress. And so back to those choices, do I want to just uh, remain a product of my environment, a victim of my past, or do I want to make progress and to, to move on from that? and to be able to obtain what it is that is within my reach within this lifetime. That's the choice that, that I made. And every day I, I stick to that choice because it's the one that, that helps me to move forward. And I've accepted that there is nothing coming to save me. There's no one coming to save me. Nothing isn't going to just happen to occur or to unfold. That's just nonsense. It's, it keeps many people from getting anywhere. And uh, and that's it. 
Ray, I really appreciate your input and your sharing with uh, us tonight. Um, it's without question that uh, you and Jody have had uh, a lot of challenges to overcome, and you've really succeeded without any question. And uh, thanks a lot for sharing tonight and giving a part of your uh, story. Thanks. We'll go ahead and uh, close out for tonight. Uh, next Thursday night at 730, uh, be on call. And tonight uh, we will duplicate our past, part two, and we will see you next Thursday night at 730. Be caught, be real, do you then. Thank you. And the number is 518-992-1025, access code 655-145. Thank you very much.